0: doesn't, and we'll pray for Father Roman, um, I'm sure he is uh, at God's work if he doesn't get here, and we'll begin our panel in about 15 minutes' time. I often get asked um, what flavour of priest I am, in, and, and, and when they ask that question, uh, it is a loaded one about whether my churchmanship is high, low, or somewhere in the middle, um, and, I, and I've, I've developed a phrase that does shock and disarm people when they ask me this question. And I say that I aspire to be a biblical literalist. There's a few gasps, yes. Uh, but for me to be a biblical uh, lit- literalist, it means that I need to understand the words that are written in the Bible. I need to understand the context to which those words have been written. And then I need to interpret those words in their context, in the context to which I am to teach them. And I I am a firm believer that that context does matter. And uh, John has already shared uh, with us um, this morning about the power of context and how it does impact and change the way that tradition works. I. I'm glad that we have uh, a gathering here uh, this, this morning because I believe that if we had have had this gathering, at least in an Anglican church, 15-20 years ago, to ask this question, nobody would have come, because it was a question that nobody wanted to ask or answer. Uh, so I'm glad that there seems to be a movement now that we're ready to do something, uh, with particularly within my denomination. Uh, there as a growing sense of urgency, uh, that doing the same thing is not always going to lead to a growing church. It's not always going to lead to people connecting with our God and our Saviour. So um, I'm very glad that we have an opportunity to do something. But in order to understand what to do... um, we, I think, need to have a, uh, be a little bit more attentive to our context. Uh, I'm an accountant by training originally. I became an ordained Anglican priest. Um, but if I hadn't have done that, I have discovered that perhaps I should have explored becoming a sociologist or a demographer because I've found a love for statistics um, I, I love seeing numbers. Um, I like graphs. And, I, and I'm meticulous in counting the bottoms on the seats on a Sunday. And I like seeing how this is impacting the life of the church. I, I do understand that statistics... Um, there's lies, damn lies, in statistics. Um, and I do understand that they can often be generalisations... But I do worry that we've been making too much of the exceptions to the statistics that we're faced, and not enough attention is being placed to the trends. I've heard it uh, said that we're currently living in an age where there has never been a greater number of generations, and there has never been a greater difference between those generations. Demographers like to give generations names. Um, If you were born in 2010, which there's nobody here, and after, you are Generation Alpha. Uh, If you were born between 1995 and 2009, uh, they're calling you a Generation Z or a millennial. Um, Sorry, Generation Y or a millennial. If you are 1980 through to 1994, I was born in Generation X, which is 1965 to 1979. And baby boomers were born between 1946 and 1964. And if you were born before 1946, uh, you are known as a builder. A builder. So... Within those generations, uh, we are noticing a number of key uh, differences amongst the way that people behave. And statisticians uh, use lots of different sources of information to to try and uh, identify the trends, and one of the sources in Australia that we use is the census. Um, Do you remember back in 2016, filling in the last census form? Um, it didn't, unfortunately, go into as much denominational detail as it has in the past. Um, and a, a census or a survey is only as good as the questions that are being asked. But there are some interesting and, some might say, worrying findings uh, within the census. Um, Christianity as a religion has decreased by 7% in our country uh, since the last census in 2000 and 11. The fastest growing religion is Hinduism, growing 60%, um, followed very, very closely by those who identify as no religion, 48% increase on the last census. Um, Interestingly, um, atheism and agnosticism have declined significantly as well. Atheism declined 45%. Agnosticism has declined 24%, which is, again, interesting. I'm not quite sure what we make of that. Um, the most important thing is to understand that 48,000 Australians regard themselves as Jedis. <laughs> so I, I, just, just out of interest, um, Anglicans in the room? Uniting Church, any Catholics, Presbyterians, Methodists, anybody else that I've missed? I I did see the Christians, exactly. That's something that we're going to talk about in a moment. (laughs) My wife, who was was baptized and confirmed a Catholic, uh, but has worshipped in an Anglican church since she was 15, uh, refuses to write anything else on any form other than Christian. Uh, That is a bit of a generational trait. She's Gen X um, and has a firm belief that uh, she uh, doesn't want to be identified by a tribe uh, within the church. One of the things that I think that also comes out of our our census is an understanding of, of the way that we have changed as a country. In 1966, Christianity was the main religion with 88% of the population saying that they were Christian. Those who reported no religion increased uh, from 2006 in, with 19, percent another 30% in 2016. There's a safe assumption to make that Australians know and understand Less about the church and its traditions than ever before. If we have no way to introduce them or explain to them the traditions that they encounter when they do connect with the church, then they are going to to appear more and more foreign. One of the really interesting statistics um, is is how it's broken down in age. Uh, Young adults between the ages of 18 and 34 are more likely to report having no religion than any other age demographic. Older people, those aged 65 or over, and this is from the Bureau of Statistics, not my definition of of an older person, um, are most likely to report themselves as Christian. 70% of those over 65 report themselves as Christian. So, again, when you look at the demographic mix of much of mainline churches, you tend to find an increase in their age mean, so people are getting older. And when you look at those in leadership positions, you also find a demographic creep in those leadership positions. When the median age and leadership of a church is in a category, when most of those within their age demographic still express a Christian faith or either close to being a majority of their peers, then there can be an inherent disconnect between those who they're not reaching and those who are amongst their age category and an increased potential for what I call the we're kidding ourselves Um, methodology to uh, to, uh, appreciate. Uh, There's a group um, of uh, demographers and researchers um, in Australia called uh, MacRindle Research. And I would commit uh, this paper uh, to you, Faith and Belief in Australia. What they've done is they've taken the census stats and overlaid it with their own survey uh, designed to look at this rise in no religion phenomenon. Um, And they've found some really, really interesting outcomes they found out uh, in this study that religion's not dead, and that two-thirds of Australians currently follow a religion or have spiritual beliefs. So what we might be misled by the communications in our media that, that nobody has any faith in our country is, is not true according to the statisticians. But Australians who identify with a religious belief don't always get involved with their religious communities. Just one in five Australians are active within their religious community. So 80% of those who call themselves Christian uh, don't actually get involved in their weekly worship. The, la- the, latest, the latest denominational stats that I, st- I saw um, showed that Anglicans that was 95% of people who call themselves Anglicans don't actually go to church regularly. In the, if you're from the Uniting Church, you're the only church that's worse than Anglicans. 4% of those who call themselves a Uniting Church uh, actually attend church on a regular basis. But it's not all doom and gloom, as MacRindle tries uh, to point out to us. Conversations with people are the biggest prompters uh, for Australians to think about spiritual and religious things. More than half of Australians talk about spirituality and religion when they gather with their friends. They just don't want to do it in shopping centres or in public places. And interestingly, Generation Z is more comfortable talking about spirituality and religion than older generations. The top repellent to looking at religion and spirituality is hearing from public figures on celebrities talking about their faith. Interesting if you look at the media, uh, particularly around Israel Folau uh, at the moment, um, the number one repellent of those who aren't currently religious is a celebrity coming out and talking about their religion. But the number one attractor is somebody they know who's a Christian, talking about their faith. Very different. It's probably different if you know Israel to his public uh, perception. Uh, Perceptions of Christians and Christianity are negatively influenced uh, by the actions and behaviours of, guess what, Christians in our society. I am the... Proud father of a member of Generation Z. A worried father, I am sometimes. Um, I just want to say so, some very quick things about Generation Z. Um, statistically, the younger generation are more open to religion and spirituality than older generations. But we cannot expect that they will explore and express religion and spirituality in the same way as other generations. Younger generations are very open to the reflective and the sacred. They've just been taught to call it mindfulness. Generation Z has demonstrated a desire to be involved and make a difference, but the pathways for involvement and making differences by most mainline denominations are blocked by older generations. Generation Z actually volunteers and serves. And Generation Y and Z, um, not just in my opinion, but in the opinion of other uh, statisticians and demographers, are the best detectors of inauthenticity that we know. In Australia, we call that BS. There is currently no cultural compulsion for anyone to have any regular connection with a church of any denomination. Yet most of our frameworks, particularly within my denomination, are set up for people to come to us. I perhaps am a rare exception that that excites me. It's closer to the New Testament that I think than than we've ever been. I am quite excited about sharing tradition in new ways and old ways and rediscovering those for myself. But I'm also open to doing things that may have never been done before. I'm also open uh, to taking advice from other denominations that might actually be growing in the demographics that our church is not. And I get really disappointed when I hear people within the denominations of those that are declining to point to those other denominations and say, yeah, but they've sold out to culture and context. Or, yeah, but they've got a big back door and not a front door. Again, I think we're looking not, a hard, not hard enough at the trends. That's enough for me. I'm going to welcome to...